I think it, sometimes it's intentional. I honestly, you know, no, really? just get just. Kidding. I was say, <laughs> we might have to practice some like conflict resolution right now on the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Marriage Talk Podcast. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. And we are so glad that you are once again with us for another podcast. Uh, last week we talked about love bank or love deposits. Yeah, what the that, love tank. Yeah, the love tank, kind of what that does. Not in our, the gas tank. Not the gas tank. I was wondering <laughs> if you're going to bring bring that up. I thought we could get away with it this week. but So good. Yeah, so close. Uh, I think we're not even 30 seconds in, but it's all good. Uh, And really what that looks like, what that does to the relationship, what that brings. And really it was about putting love into action. It's a choice, something we do. And really talked about how love is more than just a feeling. And so this week we're going to stay on the topic of love bank, but we're going to look at it on the opposite side of things and talk about withdrawals from that love bank, which I guess makes better sense than the gas tank uh, you know yeah i guess we're still draining the gas i'm trying to push this analogy as as far as you can yeah but it is interesting to look at how that affects our relationship right and when we're making the deposits or when we're making the withdrawals the impact that that's having on the satisfaction the love the joy in our relationships right Right, because it's going to affect us, and so which way is it going to go? And so we're going to talk yeah. about the withdrawals today, but before we do that, give us an update. You went on a little bit of a spiritual retreat last week. I how did. How did it go? What did you learn? What did you do? Yeah, what? no, it, it was awesome. Uh, it was so nice just to have one evening, one full day, and then one morning to just be quiet and listen to God. Um, it was a challenge okay. to to not turn to books and podcasts yep. and online sermons and that kind of thing for my learning because that's my go-to. That's my natural pathway that I connect with God most easily. And so this time I just really, I hardly talked. I went for a walk once and people talked with me and so I talked with them. I wasn't rude and just walked by walked by them. <laughs> Didn't go that far in the silent. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. But really just focused on praying, listening to God. I prayed through a lot of the Psalms. Hmm. And uh, something that stood out was from Psalms nine and it says, I praise you for the working of your will and the kindness of your grace. And that just really stood out to me to praise God for the working of his will. So mm. often we're saying, God, I want this, or God, would you do that? Um, and this was just saying, you know what? No, I'm going to praise you for the working of your will mm. and the kindness of God's grace. And when we think about God's grace, it is overwhelming how kind it is mm. that he gives us just such wonderful things in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a wonderful time. I highly recommend it, yeah. even though it was challenging to okay. not turn to the books or the podcasts and all yeah. those kinds of things. It was awesome. Would and, you do it again? Uh, oh, yeah. I would definitely okay. do it again. But this week, it's your turn. So what are you looking forward to in your spiritual retreat? I'm looking forward to just hitting pause on the busy schedule and doing the same thing that you did was be silent. Uh, my, my goal is, or my plan, is to... 
I've even thought about leaving the cell phone here at home. And and you know what? If I break down on the highway, you know what? We used to do this in the back in the day when no cell phones yeah. existed. You just drove on the highway. And if something happened, you know what? You'd have to walk to the closest gas station or the closest yep. town and to make, make a, a phone, phone call. call. Yeah. I feel like in this day and age, though, I wouldn't have to walk to the closest town. I could just flag someone down. I'm sure someone else would have a cell phone if I need. But I'm not sure yet. I might leave it or else I might leave it in the vehicle or bring it and just really have the self-control of shutting it off and putting it away. So that way you can know that I did make it safely and that I'm entering back on the highway, those types of things on the way home. But really, I want to do the same thing. I've been trying to really pray through what book to start with. I love the Psalms. Last summer, I read through the Psalms. I've been thinking starting in Genesis and just kind of working my way through the kind of Old Testament. But I'm also being pulled to the Psalms because I just love that <laughs> those times and, and just the writings that are in there and the prayers and the heart prayers and the crying out to God. And so the main thing, though, with it as well is, is just the silence that I want to spend time and we'll see how well I do. I'm a loud person. I'm loud in my head. I'm always kind of talking to myself in my head or thinking really just yeah. not that I have like voices going on in my head. <laughs> Although maybe <laughs> You're not going crazy. Yeah, maybe I do. I don't know. But uh, it's more of I'm always thinking. I'm always planning. I'm always yeah. creating like in my mind, right? I'm like, hey, let's try this and let's go try this. Let's try this new piece or, or mm-hmm. create this or and so I'm going to, I know that it's going to be a very hard self-discipline to teach myself to slow down, to not be thinking of the next thing, the the next step, the next question I have to answer, the next thing that's going on in the family, the schedule. Like we're always like, what's next? Though we're living in the moment and enjoying the moment, I really want to take this time and just enjoy and sit in the moment. Uh, in God's presence and and slow down to listen to his voice. So so we'll see. I, I'm excited. I've been, as you, we kind of planned this and, and knew that this was coming. And so we've been preparing for it. I think that's probably one of the things that have helped as we set this up is knowing that it was coming, preparing for it, not having like also this like grand expectation. I don't know if right. you had one or not going into it. Like I don't have this grand expectation that God is going to speak some audible voice to me and it's gonna like I'm gonna come back with this like new direction in life (laughs) and we're headed down this path he might but I'm not going there with like that as my expectation yeah my expectation is I want to sit in the presence and welcome the presence and slow my life down to hear his voice and and whatever that might look like right so I don't know what what was that for you like I don't think you went into it with like a grand expectation no I I didn't I wasn't quite sure what to expect because again that silence and that slowing down and the stopping the stopping the schedule the stopping the creating and the just being yeah is not something we do a lot of because everything's busy and go 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 and the next thing and all that kind of life which is most people right right? or the stop learning or the yeah yeah Yeah. um, And so, no, I didn't have a grand expectation. I was surprised that it was harder than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, Near the end of of my time, I can't remember if it was Thursday evening or else Friday morning, a children's book came to mind that we, I read to our kids when they were little. And it's, uh, it's a Max Lucado children's books. I love his Kids well, we, we both love them. Like we still read them. And, yeah. yeah so but good. The, the book that came to mind, it's called Just the Way You Are. And it's about these five orphan kids uh, mm. who live together in this small little town. And the king 
of their land hears that there's these five orphans and they've fallen on hard times and he decides he's going to adopt them and so he sends word that he's coming and so then all the townspeople tell the kids oh you need to have a gift ready for the king you need to you know make yourself more than you are yeah. um, and so they go around and they're they focus in on their individual gifts so one's a woodworker one's an artist one's into academics like all these things mm. and then by the time the king comes they're so busy pursuing those things that they totally miss his visit but then there's one girl who um didn't think that she had a gift and so when he comes into town she's kind to him she talks with him um that kind of thing and so she ends up being the only one going back to the castle with him because the rest were too busy and it just came to mind like how often i'm one of those other kids that's just Mm. so busy Mm -hmm. and to just stop and to be with god and to know that that he does accept us just as we are Mm. and he wants that fellowship with us Mm -hmm. and so that was a neat reminder to to just be yeah yeah i think Part of me is, I don't know if I should say, like, glad that you went first. Oh. <laughs> uh, because, like, you've come back and kind of shared the expectation of, yeah, this was hard. And I probably would have known going into it that it's probably going to take a little bit of time to quiet my head to really stop thinking about I mean we're in the middle we've talked about the construction season that we're entering we're in the middle of building our deck and so I'm always in planning mode with that and 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 so I I know that it's going to take some time I think what I've done and taken away from your experience and the things you've shared is I know how hard that's going to be because if it was hard (laughs) for you I am certain how hard it's going to be for me. <laughs> is that selfish, like happiness that you went first? And so I got like this little bit of an insight is, I don't know. I don't I, know. I think it's okay. It's good to learn from other people who have gone before us. <laughs> there it's, we go. It's allowed. There's, that sounds like a life lesson that you yeah. just shared right there for us. But anyway, so that is uh, one of the things that's happening. I'll, I'll give an update next yeah, week on. I'm excited to hear it. On kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, I won't make you wait for a whole week to okay. hear. I'll, I'll share how things are. But anyways, I'm excited for that to, uh, to, really just get away and slow down and and we're just so grateful that we have that opportunity Mm -hmm. to be able to do something like this and it sounds like it's a rhythm that you want to continue in your life i'm gonna be a hundred percent certain this will be a rhythm that i want to continue into our life at least once a year and and i really look forward to growing this part of our spiritual journey so anyways that's a little bit about like what's going on with us things like that but today we want to kind of move and shift our focus into uh again talking about the love yep, bank not withdrawals. not the gas tank uh <laughs> that you had shared and then yeah we're talking about the withdrawal pieces with it which is really just things that drain the love bank run it dry yeah the, i mean withdrawals is about taking things out and so rather than making deposits and, and putting things in and increasing that love and 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 the um emotional intimacy or just mm-hmm. intimacy the emotional bond the, yeah, yeah the emotional bond this is really pulling away from from it yeah uh, it's throughout. withdrawing from it for sure some of what we're going to be talking about is actually from a book that we've read it's um, called love busters by right. dr willard harley and you know what we we don't agree with everything that he says mm-hmm. but he does present these six love busters and it really makes you stop and think yeah, when it's yeah. concise and put into these six kind of categories yeah and so if you want to know more about it obviously feel free to read the book but we're just going to focus on the six love busters that he goes through Mm -hmm. in that book Mm -hmm. and i mean not only does it make you think on some level it also makes you go like oh like 
Oh, I, I do that. I do that. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I've been. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah. I've put that one. I've made that withdrawal. Yeah. I'll give a spoiler. It's something that I used to struggle with a lot and still do at times is um, the disrespectful judgments. And that's the second one where we are going to talk about it. But in my head now, I have a voice that I've trained because I've had to create a new habit to be okay. like, nope. Don't don't be critical. Don't say that. Is it really necessary? And yeah, so right. it's interesting. Um, like you said, when you really self-evaluate and then be intentional about getting them out of yeah. your life. Yeah. Well, this happened the other day. I, I can't remember, but I just remember something with the deck building. I had moved something or I did something. And then in your head, you're like, why would he do that? Or why would, do you remember? Oh yeah. I don't remember the situation, but I remember, cause I think you made it like a joking comment about it. And I said, I wasn't going to say it because right. it would have been just a disrespectful judgment or right. being critical yeah. for no reason. It, yeah. it was just a difference said, <laughs> of yeah. opinion or a different way of doing it. Neither yeah. one was right or wrong. Right. And then I said, but then we just did say it because I said it and I, you're like, I was going to say something. I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or yeah, I wasn't going to say something. <laughs> Thing. I'm like, I think you just did now, though, by well, saying... Well, you said it. <laughs> I just agreed with you. <laughs> no, that was good. Hey, we don't have to go through an order. Why don't we... We're already talking about disrespectful judgments. Why don't sure. we just stay on it? I mean, there's no... They don't build on each other no, or anything. Yeah. It's just a list. So rather than coming back to it, let's let's go through it, which... So disrespectful judgments, um, they're really just attempts to... I mean, kind of... We're trying to straighten out our spouse or their attitude, their beliefs, their behavior, and really in a unproductive way, you know, ridicule or use using lecture lecture or threats forceful yeah. means those types of things and yeah. so we're really trying to correct and in some cases as you've said it's like do I even need to say anything here like it just they do it differently it's not a big deal yeah because really when we go into these we're just trying to make our spouse like us because we think our way is the right way the yeah. best way and yeah. everybody else should do what we're doing yeah yeah <laughs> which isn't always the case right or it doesn't make sense to us because they're doing it differently and it's like well I wouldn't have done it that way but in some things it's like does that matter I don't know if this is what has helped you but in the book it talks about seeing and valuing the other person's opinions and thoughts it's kind of like the main theme around this of if there's disrespectful judgments because here's the yep. thing as we go through all of them it's like what do we do with them what do we do with right. about it if it's if it's showing itself in our relationship what do we do yeah it's not enough to just say hey yeah this is here but it's like well we need to do something about it right yeah <laughs> i identified i have disrespectful judgments check and then move on like no we <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we need we, to come up with a plan yeah and so this one would really be to help us with that is that what's helped you through? yeah I think a lot of it is laying down the pride that my way is right or my way is the only way or the best way and and it is it's it's realizing the value of other people's opinions thoughts the way they do it yeah. uh, and being curious about mm. why they do it that way because uh, there could be a very good reason yeah um, and so it's it's that the seeing the value and really laying down the pride to hear the other person mm to acknowledge the other person and and to let stuff go yeah. right it, it doesn't need to be my way right I love that staying curious I think if we could stay curious a little bit longer because that forces us to ask a question or gain some other insight or understanding yep. and can definitely help then with the disrespectful judgments another one 
Uh, selfish demands. Why don't yeah? So that selfish one? demands. They're really about commanding our spouse to do things that will benefit us, mm. but they're at the expense of our spouse. Obviously, not good when mm. we're making selfish demands, right? It, it's all about us, and it's to the detriment of our spouse. Yeah, I think that's going to be most, or if not, well, let's say all of the six of them. It's going to be detrimental to the true <laughs> relationship. Yes, that is a good point. <laughs> or so I think we could say that on everyone or we'll just let's just blanket them all right now every love buster we talk about here today they are detrimental to the relationship uh, to to the marriage but onto the selfish demands yeah and so really dealing with it though that would help is approaching it in that thinking the win-win thinking we're on a team understanding the other person's perspective empathy could come into play here staying curious a little bit longer could also you know because now we're not going to make these selfish demands we're going to like try and understand some things or or we're going to try and think win-win which is trying to ask questions so we understand our spouse a little bit more yeah well and it's letting go of that selfish piece right Mm. it's not all about us we're not the king of the universe or queen of the universe right there's there's other people and we need to be considerate we need to yeah pursue a solution where we're both happy where we're both winning which often it it requires dialing things up and dialing Mm. things down to find that common ground in a situation where hey we're both feeling happy content Mm. good Mm -hmm. about whatever the situation is, which Mm -hmm. it requires negotiation. It requires compromise. Mm -hmm. And that's just part of relationships. Right. So good. So good. Third one we want to talk about is angry outbursts. And so I don't want to say it's detrimental to the relationship because we just finished saying how every one of these is, but it's just like, yeah, I you're going like, to say it, aren't you? I feel like I have to say it. Like, it's just like, well, how do I move on without saying that out loud? It's in my head. But, you know, anger, they can be, again, all of them are, but the, it can be so hurtful and so dangerous. And uh, it's can, like living with a ticking time bomb. You yeah. just never know when it's going to go off. Yeah, or walking on thin ice because you just don't know if something you do is just going to set the person off and away they go and angry outbursts it it can show itself through yelling through physical abuse abuse or emotional abuse or any of those kind of forms which is really really dangerous in a relationship not healthy again right and so angry outbursts would would definitely be something that would continue in the withdrawals if these are constantly happening in in the relationship there's these withdrawals that are going to be taking place and so how do we deal with angry outbursts is controlling our emotions and I, I hate to say this, but I, for me, all six of them have been definitely areas that have shown themselves in my life. Uh, and anger outbursts would, would definitely be on that list as well. And not that you were ever physically or, you know, abusive in any way. Mm-hmm. It would just, it losing your temper over little things. Yeah, yeah. No, or for sure, yeah. irritable. I think that's more of my anger yeah. outbursts was irritability. I was just irritable really easily those types of things and what really helped me with this was controlling my emotions and when I say that it's not like shoving down my emotions what it actually is is identifying what's really going on inside of me that's key right and so like if I'm irritable like like why am I do I feel disrespected and then is the disrespect true or is it an internal thing that I have going on and it's interesting as I've, you know, evaluated this in my life, 90% of it is probably internal, This like I'm internally happening and only about 10% is like the outside thing and maybe it's even 95 and 5%, not that I'm blaming the external piece, but sometimes people just do 
wrong, like stupid yeah. stuff, yeah, right? Like things. sometimes yeah. people are disrespectful and yeah. it's not me or it's not us, right? It, it really is. That person is a disrespectful person, you know, but as I've learned this about myself and evaluated and been going through it, you know, I, I've realized, wow, a lot of it has been just perceived. Tr- perceived or trying to understand like, why do I feel irritable in this situation? Why do I feel disrespected? Why do I feel unheard? That's another one too, right? Where So if I feel unheard, then that's where I'd get irritable it's like what what's going on and is there a question or is there a better approach is there did I approach the situation wrong in the beginning and those types of things and so for me with angry outbursts learning how to control my emotions but more than controlling is identifying that's yeah, so identifying key. would be the first piece and or controlling would be the first because if somebody no. struggles with an angry outburst yeah right? yeah what's kind of your first step and then your second step yeah probably just the early on is to control it like I'm, I'm just I'm going to choose not to respond in an angry outburst right and so how am I going to choose to respond with love joy peace patience gentleness faithfulness self-control so the fruit of the spirit and allowing those to really manifest themselves in my life so that's what I'm focused on that's what I want to do and so I'm, I'm going to walk in that lane but then as these things are happening I, I want to self-identify like why is my meter so to say right why is my meter tipping over to the angry outburst side what's going on now internally like why am I allowing that to take place yeah or, or so you feel it like you can feel your angst getting built up it's like no I'm going to control that angst and then I'm going to identify right. like why is that happening so that's yeah. my, my process not saying that's the right way well, I but- think it I think it is important that we do in order to control the angry outburst you have to stop it right it's like true. it's just yeah. that simple you have to not have an angry outburst it's true. but then getting to the root of why yeah which anger typically is a wall for something else there's right. like 99 percent of the time there's something else going on behind it like yeah. you just talked about so yeah, yeah stopping identifying it and identifying and yeah. getting to the root of it right for sure right yeah the next uh is dishonesty and when we're talking about dishonesty it can be dishonesty in terms of not sharing information because we want to make ourselves look good mm. or it could be compulsion we've just be ingrained this um compulsive lying mm. over nothing for no reason <laughs> yeah. um we've actually met people who struggle with that yep. and they don't even know why they're yep. being dishonest why they're lying they just do and there's absolutely no reason to be right. it just has become such an ingrained habit mm. avoiding trouble so to keep out of trouble right little kids are famous for did you take the cookie no i didn't take the cookie and they've got chocolate (laughs) on their face (laughs) thanks for saying little kids and not me that was nice of you too uh. (laughs) yeah so the dishonesty and avoiding trouble or consequence yeah and then um dishonesty in terms of protection and and so protecting our ourselves Mm. i guess so not being honest again because we don't Mm. want to face the consequence of our Mm. actions can we take it one step further here too do you think there's also a part where we're protecting the relationship and what i mean by that is i've already said and it hurts my spouse you know and so so we're we're in a discussion and let's just say you and i right and so uh you've said something you've pointed out a blind spot in my life and you know on the really good days i can handle it really well on the not so good days i take it a little bit more hurtful or you know and i can respond differently and things like that so in those moments it's just like there's this decision even in your life to make do i continue to point out this blind spot in his life or do i move into the dishonesty piece and protect the aroma so to speak but but in, in it's a, a in false a, protection thank you yeah. exactly because i was about to say but in sense we're 
falls protecting because it's going to show up again. Yeah, we think we're protecting by not sharing everything, but in actuality, we're hurting the relationship right. because then there's this undealt with stuff right. in the relationship, right. which will resurface right. at some point. Right. But that's a form of dishonesty yeah. is kind of what I was going with that with protection. There's this form of dishonesty that's taking place and we think that we're doing good. Right. Right. It's like, it's no big deal. I'll just push it down. It won't bother me, right. but it will. And it will come up or or I'll continue to do it until you're like, Sheldon, like this is happening. Like what's going on? Like, yeah, oh, well, right. you continue making those re- withdrawals right. because yeah, and then your love bank's you're being... not being fully honest and not truly dealing with the whole situation. There's still a piece of it left. Yeah. And so it, to help with this dishonesty, we need radical honesty hmm. in our marriages, not, not mean honesty, <laughs> right? Like we don't want to just be rude and uh, getting into yeah. that critical. We can be tactful with what we say. Yeah. Yeah. But truly sharing our feelings, our our insecurities, our, our, the way we feel vulnerable mm-hmm. um, in a situation, being really radically honest with our spouse and not withholding mm-hmm. is going to help to eradicate that dishonesty, mm-hmm. um, which takes, it takes trust yeah. in a relationship to be able to kind of be that vulnerable right. to say what's fully going on. So, And for yeah. some, it's even opening up your schedule, knowing you know being able to say like this is who I went for coffee with this is who I've had lunch with like anytime that we say you know my spouse won't find out about this or if my spouse oh, yeah, finds out about red it flags. right that's a that's a bad thinking to, to go through yeah, right super unhealthy so uh, the radical honesty is even that like here's who I'm hanging out with at work or here's whatever how I spent money <laughs> how many times I went to Starbucks <laughs> there, yeah, <laughs> right yeah, well, it's, financially no it's so true it's so true like you're right like that's what we're talking about when it talks about radical honesty and for some people when we've talked it's like that's crazy like i shouldn't have to be like this or right that they they can move into avoiding trouble like because they think they're going to get in trouble or there's other things that are going on but radical they're embarrassed right they're embarrassed that they went shopping again and bought another new shirt or whatever it might be yeah hey we've got two more kind of going through these love busters here annoying habits uh is another love busters and and these are just really repeated behaviors without much thought that ends up bothering the other spouse and and we just kind of keep doing them over and over and these behaviors they can be intentional or they can be unintentional they could be you know shaking your foot not (laughs) i'm not not saying anyone i'm not just i'm just Uh i'm just throwing it out there as an example you know people just shake their feet there's a good reason that people shake their feet actually but anyway <laughs> you know uh, and, and so there's again they can be intentional or unintentional and, and we can find it personally annoying you know that that's usually what's going on is that we don't understand like why it's annoying to the other person because we're not personally feeling or yeah. seeing what they're going through, right? So it's just like, why is this annoying you? Anyways, yes. it, well, to go back to your little um, I was shaking. I was just using an example. I just right, put random. Out there. I, yeah, I do shake my foot. Oh, I have consciously do. tried not to I don't when know. I'm with you. I think it's, sometimes it's intentional. I honestly, you know, no, really? just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I was going to say, <laughs> 
might have to practice some like conflict resolution right now on the podcast because it's not intentional. I know. I'm just, I'm just teasing you. Uh, but I do intentionally try not to, but it's such a, a subconscious thing that I don't even realize yeah. I'm doing it. It's like breathing. Yeah. It, it helps you think, right? It, it like helps it, me to be able to focus because it's like an energy outlet. Yeah. But knowing that it bothers you, I do try not to. I don't always succeed, but yeah. I try. Yeah. Most of these annoying habits, I would say probably tip towards the, they're just unintentional. There would be some intentional, which if, if we are intentionally trying to annoy our spouse, there's probably other things going on in the yeah, relationship. Yeah, and there is, there is playful teasing and banter, which yeah. can be a lot of fun and yeah. it can be flirty and it can be cute as long as you're both enjoying it, yeah. as long as it's not putting the other person down, yeah. um, making them feel bad about themselves. It has to be something that is bringing life and love and laughter into the relationship, yeah. not causing the other person to feel poorly about themselves. And, yeah. 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 So having honest uh, discussions here was really going to help kind of like, why does that bother you? So we've had the honest discussion about the foot tapping and, and an, I don't know why it bothers me. It just does. Like, I can't focus. Like, it actually right. does the opposite for me. That's the only thing. And so sometimes when we're working together, I'll just turn my chair so I know you're doing it. But then I, if as long as I don't see it. But we've had discussions. You're working on it. I'm also working on letting it go. Right. Like, it's not a big deal until it does. And I just say, hey, could you please stop? Like, I don't do it yeah. meanly or anything like that. Yeah. And when you ask nicely, I have no problem. Because like I said, I don't even know I'm doing it. And so I'm yeah. like, oh, sorry. That's yeah. usually what you're right. You're like, oh, what? I'm doing it again? Like, sorry about that and so anyways and new habits out of this can be formed when we uh, just do a repeating new behavior often enough it can become the new habit and so you know what just have honest discussion around annoying habits and to find solutions together and how, how to deal with them yeah kind of thing yeah okay last one independent behavior and so these are really activities of uh, the spouse that are conceived and executed as if the other spouse did not exist and so that is really like okay I've come up with this plan I do the plan I don't even think about my spouse I don't talk to my spouse I don't even consider what yeah. they may or may not think yeah. or feel about the thing I might invite them I might not <laughs> yeah yeah but it's just I'm, I'm doing my own thing yeah and so the opposite of independent behavior is interdependent behavior, which is talking it out. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to do everything together all the time. No, but you talk through those decisions and you 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 work together as teammates right. in the relationship, so good. in the family. Which in turn goes the, instead of making withdrawals, is actually going to put in the deposits yeah. into the love bank and, sure. and move, those that, move the needle that way. And so really all of these things that we've talked about today and the love busters that we've been uh, unpacking they destroy the emotional bond within the relationship and we've said this before it is the op th this is really the opposite of love in action and that's what we talked about last week right. in this so yeah let's unpack like why are we talking about this like what's the big deal right. with these two things that's yeah. the question i get left with in my own mind like what what's this for yeah well i think well, we wanted to talk about this because it is the other side of the coin right. of the loving actions. Because sometimes, you know what? We think, oh yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm such a great spouse. I, I do loving, nice things for my spouse. But we do have to consider if our withdrawals outnumber our deposits, hmm. we're still going to be draining that tank, hmm. that love tank or bank, whatever you want to call it, in our relationship. And our relationship will suffer because of it, because it's being empty.
emptied out. And mm-hmm. so our marriage and our relationships with our kids, they should be so filled with joy and love and fun. But if we're constantly hurting our spouse, they're not going to be filled with those good things. It's going to be a source of pain. Mm. And our our spouse and our, our immediate family members, we have the greatest potential to love each other in really meaningful ways and mm. also to hurt each other in yeah. really meaningful, yeah. hurtful ways. So um, yeah. I think it's important to consider those things. Yeah, and a lot of that do in terms of like hurting our spouse we know them oh yeah so intimately yeah we know their insecurities right we know what makes them tick for good but also what makes them really so like we do right like (laughs) yeah i know these not that i'm like okay now i'm gonna do it but like unintentionally or and this is where the hurtful words it it means it hurts so much more coming from our spouse you know if we come off the stage or if i come off the stage let's say i just spoke personally where i was the only one public speaking yeah thank you yeah public speaking that probably was helpful to kind of share that (laughs) if i'm public speaking personally like by myself at an event that you're not at and i come off the stage and you know a, a comment from you is going to outweigh someone else's comments right. both the good and the bad but wow like your words carry a lot with, with just with what you say and you know me right you you and you know that we've talked about kind of what i'm looking for when i come off the stage and <laughs> we'll talk about the bad stuff the next day kind of thing right yeah. but but you're right it 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 hurts a lot more from from our spouse which is interesting throughout so yeah yeah the takeaway well, yeah what what do you think is the takeaway for yeah. everybody for all of us yeah this? that that's such a great great question it really we hope that the takeaway from this podcast uh, would be that we need to stop making withdrawals, right? Like, like yeah. let's move, let's go to the other podcast. And, and if you haven't listened to it, go back uh, a week ago, it's there. And we're talking about love banks and deposits. Let's move into there. Mm-hmm. Let's put love into action and let's uh, make make more deposits than we are making withdrawals. And then let's try and like decrease the withdrawals as much as possible. And you know what? We are human. Uh, we are yep. going to make mistakes. So true. And so let's be quick to apologize when that happens. And then let's make it right. And then let's not let these things become uh, a bad habit. And then let's not let these habits continue to steal the joy and the love and positive aroma within the relationship. And so the takeaway uh, for me would just be this for me hopefully this is for our listeners as well (laughs) is to stop making withdrawals and let's start making deposits into the relationship uh, moving forward yeah so you know what how about you how have these love busters or withdrawals shown up in your relationships Mm. and here's an even harder question is am I doing any of these things to my spouse or my kids? Self-reflection. Yeah, that's that's the hard part. It's often easy to identify how others have or are currently hurting us, but it can be a little bit harder to do that self-evaluation and really be honest about what am I doing right. and why am I doing it? Right. Um, but that that is where the beginning of growth can take place. So good. Such, such great questions for us to really sit down and, and really process through and think things through. And that's what we're hoping through these podcasts is that as listeners, uh, you take what we have a conversation about and and you're going to process through and uh, you're going to identify hopefully some things that are happening in your relationship, some areas for improvement, uh, some areas that where you're doing really well. And and this love buster one, hopefully it's not an area you're doing well in. Um, (laughs) Well, no, you want to be doing well and not doing them. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's a good, that's so much better. Yes. That would be the right way to put it. I, I was meaning like, 
like we don't want to be you know I'm really good at angry outbursts yeah, I'm, I'm good at making withdrawals I yeah. am solid at that <laughs> and and here's the thing maybe maybe someone listening is like actually I am I am actually really good at making withdrawals mm-hmm. and wow actually actually hearing what you have to say uh, I resonate with that uh, on on the negative side in terms of like I'm doing these things in my relationship and after hearing about it uh, I I can see where this is hurting our relationship and how it's making withdrawals and here's what we want to say to those people that are out there is that well first off we're we all make mistakes we we all mm-hmm. we've all made withdrawals and we'll probably continue to make withdrawals at some point in the relationship but here's the good news is we don't have to stay yeah. that way right we we can learn uh, new habits we can change we can grow we can uh, learn how to do things differently we can and fill up our spouse's love tank yeah we can learn how to do more deposits than we are doing withdrawals yeah. and so you know you know if there are listeners out there and and you identify more on the withdrawal side we just want to encourage you we want to leave you with an encouraging moment and this is encouraging even as I'm talking about it. it's encouraging to me that I I can take a step forward today mm-hmm. and make a deposit into your bank, into yeah. your love bank, and and you can do the same. Yeah, right? I can every, make that choice. Every day we have opportunities to put deposits in. So we want to leave you with that note. I'm encouraged ending, ending talking about withdrawals <laughs> to end on deposits. And so we hope that you are encouraged as well. We will see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Bye.